listening to the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists. And today, like every day, (laughs) we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Talia. How goes it? Um, I'm feeling a little weird right about now. Just a little, little funky funky. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I just don't know how to be, you know? It's like, we've been in the pandemic for so long. Now we're boot in a boot and it's like weird, you know? Yeah, back to like being around humans. Crazy. That's what we're talking about. Trying to find a relationship. It's like, it's very weird. So today yes. we will be talking about socially awkward swiping, dating post-pandemic, both in person and online, which both are very awkward. Yes. <laughs> this, very salient and timely topic. Yes. For this episode 58, we definitely wanted to talk about a the timeliness of what it's like starting and looking to start relationships now that we're in post-pandemic um, experiences. And I guess I should mention, first of all, a little disclaimer. We're being optimistic that this is actually full-on post-pandemic, that we won't have to go back and there won't be any crazy variants or anything. Like right now, what's going on is like the whole Delta variant discussion is being talked about. So if you're listening to this a little bit in the future, we're, we're coming from this optimistic place because we are in a space right now, at least in America, where, where things are opening up, if not are already opened up, and people are now navigating what it's like to date again yeah in person yeah if i if i may be more of a a person in this i i don't think we're gonna go back to the shutdown i don't think people can handle it like there's just no tolerance for it anymore so that's what at least i've experienced i've had clients come in and be like yeah i'm not i'm just not doing it like i'm full bore we're gonna do this i'm either gonna date or not so i think I, i don't know what you've noticed in your practice but how awkward it is for people to reintroduce themselves into society. And mm-hmm. you and I were chatting a little bit before we started recording, but what I noticed at least like pre- first genesis of dating apps, it was just a cluster. <laughs> like nobody knew what they were doing. It was a very weird concept. It was taboo to meet online. You met an online stranger, like, no, not cool. Right now it's like weird. If you meet in person, what? It's like walking, watching a dog walk on its hind legs. Like you met them in person what so we started with apps and online dating being very taboo to being normalized and falling into certain buckets tinder was for hookups bumble was for women's empowerment hinge was for mutuality right like there's different apps for different things and there's a ton more than that those are just like three really common ones um when we're experiencing those buckets being you know neatly filled and people knew what app was for what purpose then you throw a quarantine and a pandemic onto it and the world's loneliness, the world's, I need just any type of connection at all. And I'm going to scrape together whatever I can. Apps went wild. And I was joking like everybody. And sometimes literally their mother went on the apps to try and find some sort of human connection because maybe they lived alone or they had roommates or they were worried to go out, but they still wanted to talk and interact with somebody. And so the apps changed into just a mess of I'm looking for a relationship. I'm not, there was a ton of breakups and separations last year. And then people are just frantically trying to connect again when they're single. It was just a mess. And now 
we're slowly getting out of that and the buckets are redefining themselves of what each app is for and it's awkward it's awkward when you also haven't had a year of experience of practicing dating for those who had been dating before the year was rough but it wasn't the worst what about if you were in a five-year relationship had never tried a dating app you got a divorce or a breakup last year and here you are thrown to the wolves trying to figure out how to get a new partner and you have half a decade away of all this experience and you're like is this how people meet now like i don't like this i want to meet in person so this is why Ryan and I wanted to talk today about this topic because I see it way more commonly as the weeks go on clients coming in being like, screw apps. I don't want to do that. I want to meet somebody in person. How do I do that though? Because it's so awkward. And then what if I like them? And then my friend says they've seen them on an app. It's just, it's a mess. So we need to kind of demystify that today. Exactly. And the, the, as you're describing the norms were just starting to be understood in what modern era dating looked like with technology and then this kind of threw it all to hell Mm -hmm. so now yeah norms are starting to be established again there are still general dating norms but I think I'm really interested in us making maybe our strong recommendations of how to set norms I know it's like a cultural thing that has to kind of be adopted but when you're in the wild wild west of in-person dating post the pandemic it actually will behoove our listeners and each person in that world to really be clear about what they want to bring to the table. Because yep. they're they're not gonna find that with other people. Danny, even you know, well-intentioned good humans, the norms aren't there. We don't know how to behave in this space right now. So, <laughs> so true. this is our pitch to like here, here's how we recommend establishing at least norms for yourself. <laughs> be less reckless. Yeah. So yeah. True. I think the first thing that comes to mind in this discussion of how do you do this socially awkward swiping is as always being clear with yourself about what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Now we've talked a lot on the podcast about what that means in a relationship sense. So I, that I double down on that for sure. I want to talk specific, or I just want to mention specifically also about what you're comfortable with in person, because part of the, difficulty of navigating now going back to in-person is, well, how in-person are you? Mm -hmm. You know, there's just going to be those natural discussions and differences of, oh, cool. Let's go to this great restaurant. Let's go in. And, oh, you're not wearing a mask. Well, but I want to wear a mask, but but we don't need to wear a mask right now. And then it's suddenly you're in this, like at the very beginning of a first date, (laughs) there, there could be this discrepancy of where each person's at in handling the in-person situation. Um, so just starting there and being clear with yourself, yeah. what are you comfortable with, with dating? What's right for you? Right. And so that you can know that. And, and then of course, the next thing is always communicate that to the person you're going to go on a date with. And I think it's so, iron- maybe ironic's not the right word, but it's the first one that dropped in my mind. Uh-huh the normal topics that are quite taboo to talk about when you're first starting a relationship, such as maybe not taboo, but like religion, politics, the more, you know, potential for heated debate topics, I think we can call them. They're not totally off limits. You're almost in a way, especially here in California, forced to kind of have that conversation early and often for various reasons. Like some people choose not to wear a mask and it has nothing to do with the vaccine. They're like, screw this. I'm not wearing a mask. That's dumb. And then some people are like, oh no, but the health and the this, and they're more socially conscious, right? And it's like, 
by default, that partnership might not take off because you have fundamental different yeah. beliefs and you're forced to face those yeah. day one, right? Or even conversation yeah. one, hey, I would love to meet up with you. Ooh, I'm actually not okay for in-person this and that, done, right? The conversation yeah. over or like, oh, okay, let's chat a bit online and then get to know each other. This whole advent of being able to connect online and having technology this last year have so many, especially advancements to connect people you know, Zoom, this, that, where life had to go on for the things that had to go on for in dating. That's a huge part of it is people are like, I don't want to get to know you a month over texting and we finally meet up and sit six feet apart at a park. And now it's awkward. People I've talked to, especially around here in Orange County, like they want to get out. They want to see people. They want to go to the beach. They want to go to restaurants. Like they want life to feel normal again. And not everybody's on that wavelength. So being clear, if you are dating either online or obviously in real life, it's a little easier because you're usually sample sized with people of like-mindedness, mm-hmm. but that online dating piece, be clear about that in your profile, be clear about that in your first messages with the person, what your parameters are comfort wise. And that's going to weed out a lot of people who, if you just don't fundamentally get along better to find out before you even waste time on a date. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. That would be my suggestion too, is be authentic be know what you're comfortable with and be okay with asserting that with another person. I, I just like how you pointed out, cause I didn't even thought about it yet, but I, I like how you pointed out that these previously, um, like you said taboo, they're not really taboo uh, as you acknowledge, it's more like- um, Potential for heated debate topics. conversations. Yeah. So there, you tend to have them after you've already established a connection because they are uh, m- more deep, they're vulnerable. There, yeah. there is that potential for disagreement, and they're 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 value laden. They're 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 right on the table and exposed at the very beginning. I love that you're pointing that out because as someone who hadn't thought about that, that's just great to be aware of, to know and expect that. My ad- addition to what you're saying is then with this great communication, putting on your profile, you know, early, you know, gently sharing it with people, but assertively. Just being gentle with yourself and others and knowing that there's a reason some of these topics are normally ready for your second or third date to discuss. So if you're just coming out and having to notice religion, politics, sex, values at the very beginning of meeting someone, we're all learning how to how to manage that. So be gentle with yourself, be gentle with others. It's one of my mantras on this podcast. And mm-hmm. so um, I think having that compassion in that space is going to be very useful as yeah. you do acknowledge that this is just a weird time to start dating. Mm-hmm. And if you are not ready to have those kinds of conversations, perchance don't join an app yet or join, but kind of looking from afar, be clear yeah. that you aren't looking for anything serious or you're, you're, we've talked about that before in episodes, like, I don't know what I'm looking for until I find it. I'm open to these. I'm not open to these, right? Have some parameters and be genuine in your profile. This is another thing specifically for online dating. If you gained weight or lost weight, if you changed this, if there were changes in anything in your system during quarantine for better or for not better, what have you, right? That authentic self piece, be genuine in your presentation of yourself, because not only would we want that from the other person showing up and meeting them, it eases the authenticity of meeting somebody and being like, wow, this is like who they are as a person. They're not using five-year-old pictures and being catfished when they show up of like, oh, you got like a ZZ top beard over quarantine, like (laughs) interesting, right? And it could be a fun conversation piece, but this goes to show like 
yes, we may not have had a lot of like pictures outdoors with our friends the last year or current pictures, but yeah. on apps, like that's actually a really important thing is the photos. And I know yes. people judge the shit out of those photos yeah. of like, they have a fishing picture. We've talked about that before. <laughs> I remember they those. They have a dirty mirror gym selfie. They have this. Yeah. Give the person a little grace and if they're using those pictures or be honest about like, I don't really have any current pictures, take at least one current selfie, like yes. let the person know what they're getting into when you're online yeah. dating, because it does take a lot of courage to now start dating in person again. Yeah. If you can, if you're comfortable listeners, be authentic in who you're presenting yourself as. Yeah. That's where the in-person dating difference is. You can't hide yeah. like what yeah. you look like. That's you, you meet the person yep. and that's who they are, right? Yeah. There's no presenting your best self. Yes. I just, I do really like the idea as a friendly reminder, when you're posting your profile, be as authentic as you can, yeah. show as much as you can. But also with the, the grace of, it's been hard this year. And I think yeah. one of the great balances we talked about with photos was having your, your individual shop and maybe show yeah. you with friends also. That's yeah. always a nice thing to assure people. But maybe you haven't been comfortable taking as many photos this year or with friends recently. Right you're right. just now starting to get together with friends again in yeah. the last few weeks. Um, so that means be compassionate for yourself. But again, like when you're looking at other people's profiles in maybe in the past, there might've been a little bit of like, Oh, well, I don't get to see anything about this person. Keep that context in mind that maybe they're still trying to get out there and get some new photos. Yes. I do think everyone, I mean, has a phone now that has yeah. a camera on it. So yeah. you can definitely take a selfie. You can at least say, hey, take one out there selfie. Yeah. This so at me. least do yeah. that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, I've definitely have heard, and I get where the frustration can come from when you're swiping and you're just seeing like pictures that are all with men with fish, but also just, just consider the context of where these images yeah. are coming from now. Yeah. This last year and a half we've been through has been insane. So, right. Yeah. So I, I think making those two like caveats at the foundation of it's going to be socially awkward and you as a listener if you're current like either you're brand new to online dating I pray for you because that's very intense I can only imagine what it's like having never tried online dating and doing it now like yeah. ah. and then if you are really well versed in it and you're rejoining it for whatever reason um whether you were the dumper the dumpy you stayed single what have you it's a whole new world. And I will spare people from singing the song. I think it's from Aladdin or Pokemon. Yep, it's Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. Yeah, it's Aladdin. Um, I will <laughs> spare people. Fan knows. I really want to do it now, though. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> everyone already has it in their head. They're already, just because you said it, like, oh. Yeah, yes. Aladdin looking, on the magic They're looking over the land. Yeah. This is a truly, it's a brand new situation to try an online date. Uh, the best way to not get your expectations dashed is not having super high expectations. And that's going to be key when it comes to this online dating. Yes, can people meet their forever partner or a long-term dating partner on an app? Absolutely. But that might not happen now that we're in such a reintegration and those buckets are slowly going back to what app is for what purpose, uh -huh. right? So yeah. in, while the dust settles and things shake out and people, uh, one of the other podcasts I listen to, it's like IRL summer, like in real life summer, people want to go out and meet people in person. This is actually the best possible time to meet someone in person because people are so sick of the apps. They're uh -huh. probably not going to be on it. So you have a very good saturation right now of meeting people, quality people that you otherwise wouldn't meet in person, like go out, do the things you've been missing if you feel comfortable, of course, but like 
go be outside, go enjoy, at least where we're at, it's very nice weather, like, go try and re-engage in some activities, find some new outdoor hobbies again, where, with everybody's personal comfort level, that's a great way to meet people in person, right? Right before the pandemic, people were neatly separated into, nope, I don't like going out, I'm going to use apps, or yes. I'm going to go out. Now it's like, in a good way, yeah. <laughs> instead of everybody having to be on apps, everybody wants to go outside before we re-equilibrate to introverts and extroverts going back in yeah. their own pockets. Well, I think there's uh, benefits and challenges to this pent up cultural desire to connect. Mm -hmm. I love the benefits you're describing of now everyone is, is missing a physicality, even say introverts or yeah. just kind of feel pent up. So there's going to be this or there is this positive sense of community of, hey, we're out, we're there. On the risk side, I, I do want to balance that with when you're going out and in person, be aware of how much of your desire for someone is about them versus just, I want physical connection. Yeah, they're a person uh, I can touch and yeah, be near. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, by the way. If you're no. just like, hey, I'm dating and I just want to have a physical connection with someone, mm -hmm. as always, I will never shame that. I think that's great. But just be honest with yourself that this is what you're interested in right now. And try to, you know, take a moment and just attune with how much is this desire to just touch another human or be social outside of the bubbles that we created during the pandemic mm -hmm. are driving your interest in this person that you've just met or you're looking to meet. Yep. And because uh, then that's always like the balance of, cool, I'm out in public. We want to be out in real life, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. And then, ooh, there's a person. And it's like, well, am I desperate or am I actually into that person? Right. And it's okay to be both right now. <laughs> it's okay to be one or the other because we are all a little bit uh, desperate, craving for um, some social connection. And Agreed. for those of us who are single and looking for relationships for that romantic connection. So yep. as always, just awareness, uh, the benefits and the risks of we're coming out of this, this stage. So notice how that influences your emotional psyche when you're with other humans. And if you're aware of it, then it can just be a fun thing and you can just be um, in control mm -hmm. of it as opposed to being unaware and, and letting it control you. Yeah. Do I like this person or do I like the fact that this is a human being person yeah. in front of me that I can actually be like, oh, thank God, physical touch, right? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's going to be part of the normalization after all of this is, you know, when you're, when you are going on dates you might be open to trying look at me being the positive one this time <laughs> you might be open to trying new and exciting things and wanting to go new places that you didn't go before or now that things are open up it's like when you can't have something and you didn't want it originally it's not a big deal right it's like if i already don't like i don't know pizza which would be terrible but let's say i didn't I didn't, I wouldn't care if a pizza shop closed, right? Temp I would care on the business side of things, but I wouldn't care personally. Like it wouldn't devastate me because it's not a place I'd frequent. But yeah. if I really loved pizza, right? And I wanted it mm -hmm. and it closed, I'd be fucking pissed. Yep. So if you look at it like that, if a lot of the times you may not have even realized new things to try because you're so stuck in your ways before mm -hmm. something like this, and then you don't realize you might actually like it until you mm -hmm. can't have it, oh, right? Yeah. It's the psychology of it. So I mm -hmm. think that's key too, is go try new things go surprise yourself with new activities. And then there will naturally, as there always is and everything in sociology, be a regression to the mean or the average, right? You can try all these new things. You may include some of them once you kind of go back and stabilize and you may not, 
all the better on you though for trying the new things and you may meet somebody in person which hasn't happened in quite a long time i think we went from a society of everybody met in person all the time like we said and mm -hmm. then online became popular for many reasons and then that became the norm and now it's like I don't want to meet somebody on an app anymore. I actually want to, it was like a cultural reset in some ways for people to have to meet in person now because they were so forced to be online the last year and a half. If I had the opportunity to do something in person versus online, I would for sure pick in person. I'm very extroverted. So obviously for me, but like <laughs> most people are now like, if I have to do one more zoom lesson, I am going to quit my job. Like yeah. I can't, I cannot handle another zoom. Yeah. Well, and that also makes, um, whereas maybe it was more enjoyable to like, say, do a FaceTime yeah. date or, you know, beforehand, or that was actually really fun when you met someone new to like, oh, let's FaceTime. Yeah. It can also be understandable that people are like, no, I'm really excited about you. But the last thing I want to do is spend another hour on a screen because I've care. been doing let's that for a fucking in year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I do like uh, also the general message you're saying about consider things you hadn't before, whether it's people you're dating or activities. And I would just encourage listeners to think about what are you comfortable with physically, um, either romantically or like in person now that we're talking post pandemic, what are the things you're safe with? And consider activities in that safe zone that you hadn't in the past. And a great way to start figuring out what those types of things could be for you is think about what your interests are. Let's say you've always been um, a big gamer. Yeah, that's me, so I love that, right? You've always been really big into video games. Well, what if there are other types of games or places that you can go to enjoy that that you had previously not been interested in? For example, what if you switch back to old school board games, which are super fun, and there's different locations Right. That you can go to that host those kind of events and you can find those online right. or what if you go to like a classic arcade there are like hipster arcades out there that you can go to and find places to go out in person and maybe bump into someone with a similar interest because you know yep you're going to these hipster arcades all the adults there are gamers like you so just yep. an example of what i love you're saying of encouraging people to look at some new options, try new things and see what comes out of this. I will say the uh, last part is, I don't know if I would, I don't think I actually consider that a, um, a, a post pandemic dating specific tip. I actually think it's always a, a, an interesting yeah. idea. I just like what you're saying is there's a little bit more safety and normalcy because there's no normalcy right now. Yeah. So if that's a normal, like if trying those new things felt awkward to you in the past, there's a Rip little- Rip the off and do it. Yeah, awkward is gonna be awkward anymore. now. Yeah, awkward doesn't exist. Everybody's awkward. Yes. Nobody yes. has social skills. Everybody's yes. awkward. So yes. just ball out, do what yes. you gotta do. Everybody is reequilibrating to a new yes. norm. May as well jump on it now. Yes. And like, yes, it is going to be socially awkward. I want to especially speak to the listeners who are like, yo, I was just getting out of high school or college or whatever or a relationship, and I've never done the online dating bag. Uh -huh. Don't. Honestly, hot tip, don't. <laughs> Just continue to meet people in person and welcome to what it was like to grow up in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Like, <laughs> you too can have this opportunity where you don't have to be on an app and don't feel pressured to join an app just to meet somebody. It's, it's something, it's like, once you try it, 
you know what it's like and you really can't go back. It's not that you would stay on the app, but once you know what it's like, that influx of dopamine and serotonin and all the neurotransmitters that go along with dating apps also, especially coming out of a year and a half-ish pandemic where you didn't have normalcy, it's going to feel like drugs. Mm -hmm. It's like exciting to get that much validation. It's like Instagram, but for your hotness, basically. So be mindful of that no matter where you're at in joining apps, if you have before or if you haven't before and it's new, even more so, it is designed to make it addictive. It is designed to give you mass amounts of validation that you otherwise wouldn't get from potentially going to a bar, a club, an arcade or what have you in person. That's not how society is designed. Like unless you're a celebrity or a very, very hot person, like extremely model hot, like out of the norm for your society where you go and the Calvin Klein underwear model oh my god that person's gorgeous not you're not gonna log you're not gonna walk into a bar and have 30 people walk up to you and tell you you're hot you're this you're that that it's saturated so keep that in mind while you're comparing that whole in-person like the IRL versus online dating yes online is going to be a lot more intense but that's also a bubble that's not it would be inundating if that's what it was like in real life to walk into a room every time and have dick pics sent to you or airdrop to your phone and have people walk up and say you're hot and like it's not the same in person which is a good thing right people actually have to go exercise their social skills which is the point i want to make be a little more understanding of people if they're not spitting game the way they used to or whatever a lot of people went through a dark time during the pandemic, like yeah. a lot of internal processing, a lot of reintegration, a lot of self-development and self-growth or like realizing like, oh, I didn't realize how much I did use going out in the bars every weekend to cope with. I was people are going through it still emotionally. So really be mindful, be giving people grace if their pickup lines aren't the best and be <laughs> mindful. They may not be coming to this like their entire fully healed self. So keep, keep your, keep your authentic self in check. And like you were saying, Ryan, am I wanting this person? Cause they're a person. Do I like them specifically? Don't forego the getting to know someone, no matter how you date them, no matter what means you're dating them, still get to know them and ask the questions is my yeah. takeaway. Yeah. Well, and, and let's shift to that about, okay. So now you're in person. Yep. You either maybe stumbled across someone at the arcade. I'm sticking yes. with that one. And yeah. now you're having a chat with them, or maybe you did, you know, meet online and yeah. you, you're meeting for your first date. Let's review some uh, good pointers of how to have a socially engaged, respectful, yeah. safe <laughs> learning yes. process with someone you're on a date with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually do want to jump with the first one here because I'm also throwing this idea at you like right now, but one of the things just common dating stuff is do you remember that everyone likes to talk about themselves now that doesn't mean i'm asking you the listener to talk about yourself i'm asking you to remember that so ask questions of the person you're with and they will enjoy that i get yeah. that some people don't like the spotlight alone or could be initially uncomfortable at first but if you ask questions and you show genuine interest in getting to know that person they'll feel more comfortable They'll be ready to share with you. They'll, again, we all like talking about ourselves. Right. Find that part that they are comfortable sharing with with you and ask questions and be interested and listen. Mm-hmm. Number one thing, just remember those if you want to start like facilitating conversation to get to know someone. Stop mm-hmm. talking about you, ask about them. Yeah, and if you notice they're talking about themselves constantly and they don't ask questions about you, I've said this all along, yeah. that's not a person you want to date. 
Mm-hmm. To be honest, if they don't ask anything about you and they're just yeah. like, it's like a masturbatory date for them and their uh, ego, what I mean is like, it's all yeah. self-serving, Yeah, not a vibe, right? Yeah. It's like who the person is and who they show you they are in the yeah. first few dates is usually yeah. decently genuine. If it's like a big ego thing, that's not going to go away the longer you date. No. It's just going to fuel it more. So no. ask questions about the other person, have them ask questions about you, have conversations, you don't have to talk about the pandemic if you want to you can't like this sure. is uncharted positively uncharted territories make it what you want it to be don't forget your basic manners right the pleases and thank yous it's also this i think you and i will see this for uh, at least a couple years to come income wise that's shifted dating norms mm-hmm. also because some yeah. people got a job or didn't lose their job some people yeah. lost a job they're in between yeah. jobs be mindful that that also is going to impact dating yeah. And so people may be a catch and choose not to date right now because they don't feel they have the income level to enjoy the dating. This is a bit more equitable, I think, now in society of men and women paying for this or that. I would like to normalize more having that as a conversation in relationships because you don't know where people are at. This is not that this wasn't couldn't have been a thing before after such a year like this the societal norms of whatever it might be the guy pays for the first date the this the that the splits the whatever that may need to be a little reworked no matter how you're meeting a person i just want to speak to that that's not i love the masculine and feminine too but like this is a big issue in society that we need to talk about it's like it should be equitable however you see fit right they get dinner you get dessert they get this you get that if they want to offer to pay and they have a stable income, wonderful. A job does not make a person, but that's also something to keep in mind. If this person's miserable, they don't have a job, they're in between, they're experiencing depression, may not show up in a relationship to be the best partner that they could possibly be, right? So no, keep in mind but I, what I will say to that, yeah, they won't show up if they're in that space, right. but if they're showing up to this date with you, mm-hmm. that takes a huge amount of risk and yes. vulnerability. And that's yes. awesome. That's what I mean, yeah. That. And so I love this focus that you're putting on. Keep in mind, we in all of our communities have gone through so much difficulty over the last year and a half from the community health crisis to the racial injustice crisis to the financial crisis. Um, And there's other crazy things that we've all experienced in that space. So yeah, people might be at different places than you would expect them to be now. They're grieving the loss of someone who died in the pandemic. They've lost their job and they're still trying to get financial footing, but they also want to take that risk because they know they want to meet a partner or they want to connect. And so if they're inviting you on a date to grab coffee and a hike, be cool with that. Um, Or if that's where you're at, be confident and comfortable with like, that's your budget right now. That's cool. Yeah. Cause we're, we're recovering from some major hardships and that's responsible and smart to be paying attention yeah. to those things. Yeah. And normal. Yeah. Normalize it for, if you're the recipient or you're the, the giver of that dates don't have to be this extravagant dinner, this, and that. I don't know if I like you, right. Why am I going to spend three hours and $300 on you? If I don't even know if I like you yeah. going for a walk, a coffee, Hey, you want to come work out with, I work out six days a week. I love working out. I, I mean, I'm in a relationship, but it's like, if I weren't come, yeah. come have a workout. If we can't get along there, you can't fit in with my gym culture, this and that it's not going to be a vibe. not going to fit. Yeah. <laughs> out, it's not going to be a vibe, right? Yeah, Period. Yeah, yeah. End the relationship right there yeah. before it starts. So yeah. invite those people into somewhat of a normalcy. If you've reached that, Hey, I actually found this great coffee shop during the pandemic. 
do you want to join me there? I love their scones, right? Yeah. Include them in a little bit to your life. See if they fit, they vibe, they whatever. And if they're like, no, that's not really my thing. They may not be a dating partner for you. That's the point of dating. Mm-hmm. It's data collection. Always yes. data collection. Yes. It's uh, even if you, after the first date, choose not to date again, that right. was a successful first date. Because you're, you, you're getting your social practice, juices flowing. You got the data and you realize, no. Um, that's not the person for me. And don't be, don't be, um, what's the word? Desperate, I think. Don't, don't be like a frantic scarcity mindset of like, oh, I finally got a date after months of trying. This has to be the one. Don't. (laughs) My word of advice, don't. Yeah. It's being open and being, um, available for dating and knowing what your parameters, your standards, your boundaries are of what type of relationship you're looking for and don't settle, right? Just because this is the first time it's worked out, you could enjoy them. You could go on three dates and decide, actually, no, thanks. We're not going to be a good fit. Don't hang the moon on your first date. And this speaks to the attachment stuff we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Be mindful of any attachment shifts you've had in your dating world. Also, mm-hmm. people are going through it. Like, yes. yeah. We are well, all feeling frantic a yeah, little. All that stuff gets really worked up the more yep. stressed and difficult life yep. is. So yep. you're going to be noticing your behavior patterns based on your attachment styles, based on your emotional landscape. Yeah. And that's okay. So yeah. just take this moment when you're being intentional about dating to remember that. Yes. <laughs> that would be very useful. Yes. And if all else fails, call us. We will be there yeah. as a therapist. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's kind of like our always message. Yeah. But whatever, we're biased and I'm not apologetic because I love our job and what we can offer. But yeah, if you're really, if you are struggling and you haven't in this time started working with someone, um, absolutely reach out to a therapist who goes back to your great place to kind of wrap was from the very beginning of what you shared. Yes, we are seeing these discussions all the time in our offices. Mm -hmm. And actually, if my clients haven't brought it up themselves, I've made sure to be like, hey, we're in another transition. I get that the pandemic was a very abrupt, oh shit transition, but I've been preparing all of my clients. Like there's this new transition, we're reopening, we're back to in-person and things have genuinely changed and we may not be in the same space we were a year and a half ago and that's okay. Um, So very comfortable in that space. And that's why listeners, if you are looking for some extra support, by all means, yes, talk to your therapist about these transitions because positive transitions are still different. They, they still require change and insight and, and attention to detail. So. Yeah, we, we would be uh, negligent in not mentioning that even good transitions are uh, an emotional adjustment mm-hmm. for the internal self. So be kind to yourself, be kind to others, be authentic, post recent pictures if you can, be as <laughs> genuine as possible. Like This is the year to just be you, like in yes. all of your glory and all of your messiness and all of whatever you have going on, just be you, be authentic. And that's the true way to attract somebody who's aligned for you is yeah. you show up as you, you attract the people who are meant to show up as them in your life. Absolutely. So get out there, be safe and have some fun. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. If you have a question for us that you'd like yes. us to answer on the podcast, shoot us an email, ryanandtalia at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. Yes, and follow us on the Couples Guide Podcast on Instagram. If you like these episodes, please share them, and we will see you next time.